0: i'm john and i'm keith and this is your somewhat reliable source of information for most things most things keith including 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 that sounds like a cryptid a cryptid what are we talking about dylan
1: a cryptid
0: you gotta talk so they can hear you
1: is an animal that some people believe It's true. It can't be proven
0: true. All right. And we're going to tell you more about that here in just a moment. But first, we're going to tell you about Marlene and Widow's Link. Keith, what you got on that?
2: Well, you can go to our Facebook page and donate to the widows. We are trying to raise money for scholarships so that they uh, can go on the cruise. Some of the widows are on fixed incomes and they cannot go on the cruise and, uh, you know, uh, get together with the other widows. And that's just sad. So we want to... Provides scholarships for, and them. it
0: looks like we've got enough money for one scholarship. So we appreciate that. So Absolutely. please go to our fund GoFundMe page. Just go to um, GoFundMe and search Flumadiddle, or Widow's Link, and you'll find it there. So, all right, Keith. This week we're talking about cryptids. Cryptids, a creature which has long fascinated humanity. Creatures we generally think of as mythological, yeah, or maybe uh, represented in folklore.
2: So, to give the idea of what a cryptid is, let's
0: just who's tell, the most famous cryptid? Yeah, let's just ever. tell the most famous ones.
1: A most famous one
0: is Bigfoot. Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Sasquatch, maybe Yeti. the Loch Ness monster. Yeti. 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 That's right. And but most of you guys have heard of uh, those, and and I think everybody knows by this point, Keith. from yeah. The Bigfoot pictures that Bigfoot is blurry. He is blurry. He for is sure. blurry. He is blurry. Well, we've got a special guest here tonight. This young man, we'll just give his first name, is Dylan. And he gave us the idea as he read a book about cryptids at school. Uh, So, Dylan, let's uh, ask you a little something about cryptids. What is your favorite cryptid?
1: Chupacabra.
0: A chupacabra. Well, tell us something. What is a chupacabra, Dylan? Or what, for those who believe in such a thing? A
1: chupacabra is a um, wolf-like... Animal that um, drains livestock's blood.
0: Ooh, wolf-like animal. So you told me before it looks kind of like what, like a couple things mixed together. What does it kind of look like? It kind
1: of looks like a diseased um, coyote mixed with a Mexican wolf.
0: Oh, that's pretty nasty. So where did do you know where these things were first seen at?
1: Um. Well, it well it lives. People think that it lives in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, that's Mexico, right. Mexico. Okay. Chile. Brazil. Birmingham. California. Gilbert. Arizona. Texas. Florida. Michigan. Maine. And Oregon.
0: Ooh, man, oh, man. Wow. It lives all over. But I think it was first seen in Puerto Rico.
1: Yes. And was- it looks like um, it has fur. Big eyes, claws, spikes, and snake-like tongue. Ooh, Ooh snake-like
0: tongue. Snake like tongue! I didn't know that. I just I something to something to that just adds to Yeah. Ooh, dude. So, have you ever seen a chupacabra personally? No. So, it's never drained all your blood or anything. No,
1: it it, it drinks the blood of livestock. No, what know. is
0: livestock? You know what livestock uh, is? It's
1: basically. Well, it really eats is just sheep and goats.
0: Sheep and goats. Okay. Well, dude, that's awesome. Before we continue on here, Keith and I have uh, about three each. Do you have any other interesting facts, like maybe about the history of the Chupacabra? The
1: history is in March 1995, eight sheep were discovered dead, each with three puncture wounds in the chest area and completely drained of blood. Oh, man.
0: Dude, that's awesome. Give me a bump on that. Thank you for sharing about that, Dylan, and thank you for giving us this awesome topic. I think everybody's gonna really enjoy this one, man. Thank you, Dylan.
1: You're welcome.
0: Bye. Bye, buddy. All right, there was Dylan
2: giving us the topic and his favorite. So, John, we decided that we we're gonna do this. Let's just do three a piece, but we also decided we we're gonna kind of stay away from the ones like uh, the Sasquatch and the Loch Ness Monster. People have done so many things about those already. So we wanted to do less known ones. Oh,
0: absolutely, man. I initially started to do one since uh, it's related to where we live. Right. Um, there is something called the Alabama Booger Monster, but he's really just like a first cousin of Sasquatch. Right. So Same thing in so, Alabama. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to leave him off. And So as we dive into this, right, there's actually, I wouldn't say professional field, but a pseudoscience field called cryptozoology where people who believe in this stuff try to kind of legit I, I hate to say that because that's gonna make some people mad i started to say kind of try to legitimize this whole field because there's many things like big encephalopods like squids and stuff that people thought were just old sea monster tails that they found really did exist years later
2: right they thought so i don't want to they thought that this huge squid had been extinct for several hundred million years something like that exactly. they found out that it was not extinct and you know, that was probably coming from a field similar to that. So, Well, that's what a lot they do, of do. They do have their place. Let's say that. Exactly.
0: That's I kind of what the folks in cryptozoology say, is that these are not some folklore, mythological demon creature or something like that. Maybe they're a creature left over from another time, Keith. Yeah. And possibly. speaking of. Like dragons. Yeah. Exactly. It says, although frowned upon by mainstream science, some of these hidden animals have actually been proven to exist, Keith. The giraffe-like okapi of Central Africa. Africa oh, wow. And another one that people are going to hear about in our previous podcast, Steve Irwin. We talked about the Komodo dragon. A lot of people didn't believe they were true until 1912. I guess people really? got glimpses yeah. of this lizard, this beast, this oh, dragon. Yeah. So, All right, Keith, you want to dive in first with uh, cryptid number one? Today, yeah, sure. I, I, I got three of them, and... I,
2: I saved my favorite for last, so I'll okay. just go ahead with this first one here. It's called the Pope Lick Monster.
0: The Pope Lick Monster. And it's called I that because uh,
2: where it's at, it's in a, a place called Pope Lick, and uh, it's this uh, what's called a trestle bridge. It's a railroad bridge. Right. Yeah, and near Louisville, Kentucky, in a town called Fisherville. And he is a part man, part goat, or sheep. Like the, the bottom half is the goat or sheep, but he's got like a, a goat face, but he's got like a man torso.
0: Oh, that's weird. That sounds. Oh, it's. Creepy. They have all that kind of stuff on uh, like metal albums. That sounds like some kind it's, of demonic goat man.
2: Yeah, it is. And I, that's one thing I looked into is that, you know, the goat man is more than just this one cryptid here. It's also used a lot in uh, like Satanism type stuff. Okay. You know, and satanic
0: you, I saw stuff. that. As we went along, they satonic, is that relating to satanic?
2: Satanic. I'm just <laughs> yeah. Satanic, satanic, Satanism, whatever you wanna call it. Witchcraft.
0: Um, so I all saw that kind of, of, that, of that vein kinda of flowing through that although maybe he's a very individual manifestation yes. of this goat man, there's other which you're gonna see that happening in mine as well.
2: Yeah. So the the satanic stuff it has the Baphomet or Baphomet. Yeah.
0: I was gonna say he looked like yeah. a Baphomet type Baphomet. Baphomet.
2: Yeah. So Anyway, the the legend goes is that he lives underneath that railroad and he lures people onto the railroad with uh, mimicry, kind of like uh, like sirens do, you know? Right. And uh, or hypnosis, so the the person goes onto the bridge and then gets run over. Now, if you look at this bridge online, he's a
0: malevolent. Son it, of there's him. really
2: nowhere to go if you're on it. Right. And like they say, you possibly could go on to the side and hang on to one of the you know pieces of wood on the side if you're bare grills you, you can hang on to the beam Yeah, until the train have goes to, by. yeah and it'd be shaking you to death so it'd be hard to hang on and you'd have to hang hang on for like 5 to 7 minutes for that train to go by oh, man. so they made this movie about this and um, the people the railroad people were real mad about it cuz they were afraid it was going to lure people You know, out there on it, more people, tourists trying to find this thing. So this may be actually, seriously, one of the deadliest cryptids out there, like for real, because there have been people lured out there and people have died because of
0: it. Because the train Mm. came I
2: know for a fact, there was a 26-year-old girl, her and her boyfriend were going out there trying to find this cryptid, and a train come by and she got run over. And the boyfriend, he actually did what they did in the movie, which was hang on the side. Holy cow. Yeah, he hung on the side. That's survived time. it. Yeah, Gee whiz, man. That's so, terrible. Yeah. So this, this cryptid actually has, has claims thing. of lives, whether it's real or not.
0: Isn't that crazy? Jay? Yeah,
2: it is crazy. So what's yours, man?
0: Awesome, man. Well, my first one is the Bray Road Beast. All right, so. I heard of that. It was first reported in 1936 on a rural road outside of Elkhorn, Wisconsin. But our more modern sightings have been in the late 80s and early 90s. It prompted a local newspaper there, the Walworth County Week, to assign Linda Godfrey to cover the story. So she was skeptical, but as she started checking into this, she became convinced of the sincerity of some of her witnesses. So she had a series of articles that later became a book titled The Beast of Bray Road, Tailing Wisconsin's Werewolf, Keith. So there we go.
2: So it's a werewolf. It's
0: a bear-like hairy biped. (laughs) We we talked about a bear-like or a hairy biped earlier. Sasquatch is the most famous one. But they say this one is more like a werewolf. Oh, okay. So one of the uh, eyewitness accounts that uh, they had was this. It was pretty interesting. One night in the fall of that year, -year 24-year-old bar manager Lorianne Andreezy rounded a curve on Bray Road half a mile from the site of the later incident and saw what she thought was a person kneeling and hunched over on the side of the road. When she slowed down, she took a closer look at the figure. On the passenger side, she was no more than six feet away. The sight lasted, sighting rather, lasted for about 45 seconds. And she stated that she clearly saw a beast with grayish brown hair, fangs, pointed ears. His face was long and snouty like a wolf, Keith. So that's a little werewolf.
2: Yeah, it sounds just like a werewolf.
0: So she goes on to say she noted that the car's headlights were pointed down. The creature's eyes glowed yellowish. She also saw how wide and powerful its chest was. She went on to add that its arms were rather strange. Hmm. I didn't know that werewolves had arms, but I guess they do. So and it depends on which, which kind of werewolf, Which movie you're so, watching. Exactly. They were jointed as a man's and seemed to be holding food with palm upwards. She'd never seen that before. They were very powerful and muscular. She didn't notice any sort of tail, but did say its back like legs were behind it, like if a person would be kneeling. Hmm. She later stated in an interview that the creature appeared so human like that it was scary. So, so is uh, it wolf like or human like? Come on. That's it, man. You're gonna see there's a lot of what we call anthropomorphic characteristics, yeah. You know, the picture the kind of idea of humans, which is where you get this idea that a lot of people say cryptids not mm-hmm. being real, but us projecting our fears and All our right. mythological dreams and nightmares on things. So anyway, she said the creature be- appeared to be so human it was scary. So she had no idea what it would it could have been until she later saw a book at the library, Keith. And what was that illustration she saw? A werewolf. A werewolf. It so closely resembled what she had seen on Bray Road that her eyes popped out of her head. Key. Just, wow. Just right out on the ground.
2: So it does seem like most cryptids do have that. What you call it? Am, ampro, Anthropological or anthropomorphic anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic? anthropomorphic. That's hard. That's a mouthful. Anthropomorphic.
0: Yeah. So aspect to it. Yeah. It does a little seem bit like a human kind of yeah, aspect. To but it. But there, there are a few that don't. Like the Loch Ness Monster really don't. No, like no. That. It's a straight up thing. So what is it, Key? Some mentioned that, oh, here we go with the cryptozoological thing. Mm -hmm. Perhaps a prehistoric wolf like an Amarok. Yeah. Um, Interestingly enough, this sounded fairly legitimate. There was in that area, there were some managed bears. I don't know if it's a specific kind of bear or a sick bear that loses most of its hair.
2: So it could
0: look like a scraggly, rabid, mangy bear. Hmm. A wolf dog. Who knows? Some yeah, people suggested that a hybrid, mixed breed, but yeah. they said that didn't really speak to the idea of it standing up and holding stuff in its hands or paws or whatever. Right. So, so anyway, uh, Keith, I don't think there's been a lot of uh, sightings since the early 90s of the beast of Bray Road, but there you have it, All our right. own little Wisconsin werewolf. What right if here. some of
2: these cryptos, though, are things that have now gone extinct, but like they just... They were seen back then once or twice because it's the last couple, you know, and now they're gone. They're gone, man. Like if somebody saw a woolly mammoth right now somewhere and they had migrated to this one area, but there's only a couple left and then they died and you couldn't find them anymore. People would be like, I swear I saw it. And then, yeah, it'd become a creep. They didn't. They're crazy. I
0: know. What you got, Keith? What's What's your number? All right. So your number two, a skinwalker. Oh, I asked Dylan about that. He said they're scary.
2: Yeah, this is a. Comes from Navajo tradition. Okay, cool. So that's pretty cool. Um, the Navajo, they had witchcraft. It was kind of a part of everyday life. Basically, what they believed that there's somewhere where good and evil existed and you could harness that good and evil. Right. And so you had medicine men who would harness the good as healers. Right. And then you had people who w- harnessed the evil. And they, would, they were the witchcraft people. I got you. Okay, so they were definitely, witchcraft was not a good thing. You know, some people, we try to portray sometimes in Indian culture or Native American culture as, you know, they have witches and stuff like that, but they didn't think that witchcraft was a good thing either. Right. The witchcraft was the ones who were, you know, harnessing the evil. Harnessing from the, the evil yeah, powers, yeah, so, I got you. So anyway, the ones who harness the evil, they... They had special powers like shape
0: shifting. Okay. So heard the of skinwalkers
2: comments. are shapes shapeshifters oh, basically.
0: That's interesting.
2: You gotta be careful saying that. So yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, um, they actually had to be inducted into a secret society. So these these skinwalkers supposedly really existed and they would wear the skins of the animal that they would turn into like during the day, bear
0: skins, wolf yeah. stands, whatever, and
2: so it was kind of taboo in the Navajo culture to wear those things because you'd be considered like one of those people. You know? ah, I got you. So um, anyway, they believed though that these people could actually turn into animals, and they had a bunch of other powers too. But they had to actually be inducted into a secret society by performing the most evil of deeds, which usually was killing a family member, most likely a sibling. Oh, man. So, in order to be in this secret society and be a skinwalker, you had to, like, kill your brother or sister. That's insane. That ain't no. good, man. Yeah, that's bad news. But anyway, they would uh, obtain powers of animal shape-shifting and human possession, um, so they could possess humans sometimes. Mind reading, thought control. They could cause diseases and illnesses and even death. And... Uh, it, they were legend had it that they would live on the lives of their victims, so like they would have to constantly be killing in order to maintain to oh, stay alive themselves. Yeah, so yeah, man. You
0: see, so right, they weren't well liked by their neighbors,
2: right? And, and you know, I think it adds something to it actually having these people who are you know practicing witchcraft. You actually do see something. You know, some right. of these cryptids you don't see nothing really Right. except your imagination, right? But you actually saw these people who are practicing witchcraft, and then there's just legend about them that they can do these things, you know? Right. So I think that probably made it a little more scary. Oh, I would yeah.
0: imagine so, man. You really are, have attributed these powers to this, right. these dark witch doctors or whatever. Well, all right, man, I've got another one, which by the way, interestingly enough, some of these, when I looked up this one in particular, which I'm going to do the Ozark Howler and the Ozark would be actually for the Ozark mountains. Okay. Because, you know, Primarily Arkansas, but a little bit of Missouri, maybe even the edge of Oklahoma. But primarily, we're talking about uh, Arkansas. So the Ozark Howler, man. Here's a quote. This guy had an Arkansas newspaper back in the, maybe it was the 90s, 2000s. Like I said, Keith, you know, we're your somewhat reliable source of information. That's right. You know, Dylan was worried about that earlier. Dad, I think I'll say, um, I think, or I might, I don't remember. I said, no, just present it as fact. (laughs) We'll just just let them say we're your somewhat reliable source of information. And if people are actually listening to this, then they can point out our foibles and we'll shout them out on the podcast. Absolutely. So this guy guy wrote this in, Keith. Uh, (laughs) uh, Funny quote. This guy sent this in. He had pictures, apparently, of the Ozark Howler. And it says this, I believe two things in the world to be true, that Jesus Christ is my Savior and that the Ozark Howler is real and living in the Arkansas mountains. Okay. Right, Jesus so and the Ozark Howler are right there together. <laughs> He's a true believer. Brothers. <laughs> right, exactly. So, most people who have seen this, they say it looks like an oversized cat. Okay. We're not talking about house cat. We're talking like cougar. Right. We're talking like panther. But... It's got two other things that distinguish it from – because, you know, there are – you know, this whole area of the United States previously had mountain lions and cougars. Right. And most absolutely. of them, and there are some who say they still see one every now and then. And um, some
2: people say they see a black one yeah now and then. And exactly. that's kind of a cryptid in itself, right?
0: Right. So – but people are saying, no, this is very greatly distinguished between those uh, cougars or panthers, black panthers, is that this one was much bigger. It has horns – almost like a deer or elk, huh. and red eyes and a loud screeching howl that sounded uh, like a cross between an elk bugle and a like a big cat.
2: Yeah, it's probably a bobcat. You yeah. ever heard of bobcat?
0: No. Man, they people, sound awful. Some people mentioned bobcats. Yeah. Interestingly enough, you know, there's two bands that have gone by the name Ozark Howlers. Really? one from Fayetteville, Arkansas, and one from London, England. Apparently, the Ozark Howlers gotten really big. There's books of poetry written about it, lots of artwork. A lot of people initially thought it was a hoax instigated by a college student in the 90s. Oh, okay. because they tra- he this guy this kid who was truly a college student. They traced these emails back and he had sent it to like some of these cryptozoological societies that he had seen this stuff. So it was just kind of a hoax, but as people started looking back at it, there was sightings dating back from the 50s. And there was multiple sightings since the 90s and then when they really started looking there's similar sightings even back in the 1800s. Wow. Which is going to take us to the whole uh, next part. I hate to give away what I'm going to do next. So I'm not going to, Keith. Okay. But it's going to connect because there's going to be an Irish connection in all this, as there sometimes is. And let's just say this, Keith, that a lot of the original settlers in the Ozark Mountains were Scotch Irish. Okay, folks. Well, if you like want to lead like, into
2: your next one, you can go ahead and then I'll do my last one. All
0: right, I'm going to lead into it. I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. In Irish, it's pronounced Cushy. Ooh, Cushy. It's spelled C U S I D H E or the C U S I T H Sith, which is Scottish. And That's what right. it is, it's this history of folklore of a fairy dog or a devil dog. Yeah, it's like a hound dog, right? The hellhounds. The hellhounds. Hound. Like yeah. bigger than a dog either really black or the irish one was known to be green with red eyes um and a, a green irish dog so exactly so we're going to tie that in interestingly enough the ozark howler will have an ireland tie in there towards the end here so here's a, a little thing don't be too fast to scoff a friend of mine got up early one morning about 4:30, and when he went outside he noticed his livestock were very frightened it had huddled in a cluster in the corner of a fence by his house. He had some binoculars, so he took a look in the direction from which they had run. He said he saw what looked like a big black panther. He quickly changed his mind when he began walking down to his field and saw the thing running along its fence line. He said it had very long ears or horns and was black with thick fur. had a long tail like a cat, but it looked like a mix between a cat and a dog. It was broad and about as big as a Great Dane and had eerie reddish eyes that gave him chills. There's no reason for him to make this story up, Keith, and he was very shaken after this sighting. <laughs> this was from Oregon County, Missouri. And there you have it, the Ozark Howler. Maybe a large cat with horns, maybe a, maybe a cushy devil dog. Yeah.
2: That, man. Sounds like a pretty scary one. Scary. Scary. All right, man. You ready for the grand finale? I'm ready for the grand finale. All right. This one is the Kirkland Heads. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite. Man, don't be
0: talking about my melonheads.
2: <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> the Kirkland Heads. Man, melon there's head. so many different um, legends about it, and, and it comes from so many different places. So let me turn my paper over here. You'll hear that. Oh, um, yeah. We heard that good. Three so, three <laughs> <foods>. <laughs> So let's see. Ottawa County, Michigan is one place that it comes from. But no matter what the legend is, these are basically um, probably children or people who have deformed, enlarged heads.
0: Like the, what is it called?
2: It's like so elephantitis, but they actually have a, a name called a hydrocephalus. Hydrocephalus, yeah. that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah so the they guy that
0: was. Really? When I was growing up, I had hydrocephalus. Okay. Yeah.
2: So anyway, um, The different legends go like this: In Michigan, the legend is is that there was a Junction Insane Asylum, which actually the Historical Society of that area claims that that never existed. But anyway, it was near Felt Mansion, and uh, these people in this insane asylum were being uh, tortured and experimented on. The experiments caused the Melon Heads, right? And then they, at some point, escaped the torture. By killing the doctor who was doing it, they didn't have any means of hiding the body, so they cut the body up into a bunch of pieces and hid it in the nearby felt mansion.
0: Oh, that ain't good.
2: Yeah, and ain't so it's good some, when you get chopped up by the melon Some teenagers heads. went out there and broke into that mansion looking for these these guys, and they said they saw you know these these melon heads and saw like uh, shadows of the killing that happened and stuff like that. So there's a lot of legends around that. And then uh, one reason why they're called the Kirtland. Um, melon heads is because one of the legends is from Kirtland, Ohio near Cleveland and in this legend it's similar but they were orphans and this Dr. Crow did experiments on them and they had hydrocephalus and he was injecting even more fluid into their cerebrum making them have bigger heads and anyway they killed him and burned the orphan inch, and retreated to surrounding forests and fed on babies.
0: Oh my lord. So that's the
2: legend in that one and then uh, there's some uh, legends from Fairfield County, Connecticut, and New Haven County, Connecticut, also has to do with the insane Island that burned down, and they retreat to the woods. But instead of feeding on babies, they well, they did. They may have fed on babies, but it's just cannibalism and incest is what caused. Oh Lord, uh, They say that's what caused the Melon Heads. So like they were fine. They didn't have the Melon Heads until after the burning down, and they retreated to the woods. It was and then the they incest. Into melon yes, heads. yeah. So, um, anyway, man, these little melon heads sound freaky to me. I, you know, yeah,
0: I that's know. a little outside the range of the earlier cryptozoological yeah. things. I, I just think if I ran into a melon head, I'd just run. I would too, man. The, if I the, ran into your melon head, I'd run.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's one more legend that said that um, a colonial heir family from Shelton Trumbull area were banished due to witchcraft and the same way they become melon heads through incest and...
0: Oh man. It sounds like
2: something to me like from uh the X Files. You ever watch the X Files? Yeah. I think they had like some episode about these inbreeders, the Peacocks or something like they that. Had it, Mel- right? yeah. Yeah, That's they
0: had Melon hands. They dude. were
2: messed up looking.
0: That's wild. Yeah. All right. Kirtland Mellon hands. Kirtland melon hands. <laughs> sounds like a like a B grade uh, you know, like baseball team or something. Right. Not as really, good as the Montgomery biscuits. Yeah. yeah the, the, the Kirtland melon Montgomery heads. biscuits. <laughs> All right, my last one is the coo right. and I don't even know how you pronounce the Scottish one. I guess it would be coo Coo-see, or coo S-I-T-H. So, apparently this idea of a fairy dog, which is the specifically Irish one, or a devil dog, there's this idea of a black dog. It's this dog-like creature with red eyes. Um, it's thought to make its home in the clefts of rocks in the highlands and also to roam the moors and highlands. And it was a harbinger of death often. People thought that it was that generally some would say it wouldn't cause you any harm unless you disturbed it. But it was often considered a harbinger of death, kind of like the Grim Reaper. Um, This idea of hellhounds would, interestingly enough, that idea shows up like in uh, old blues music. You know, Robert Johnson, the song Hellhounds on My Trail. Oh, really? This idea of seeing this wolf-like creature coming after you, man, coming to bear the souls of the dead It's said to be like a young bull-sized creature with either black fur or the Irish Couchie, maybe a green-like fur. And there was also some ideas that uh, with the fairy dog, that one specifically, that they were to lock up like nursing women at the time because they would steal the nursing women and take them back to like feed the fairy children. Oh, wow. So you got to lock (laughs) your wife. If you got a baby, you got to lock them up, man. So interestingly enough, it had a really loud bark, howl. Okay. As long as you just heard it once or twice, you were okay, but. You don't want to hear it the third time. That was kind of a portent of death. Oh, God. I don't know if your death or somebody else's. So, Hellhounds, anyway. that sounds like a name of a motorcycle gang or something. The Hellhounds. The Hellhounds. There you go.
2: Exactly. That, that, that would be a good name. So if you're looking to start a motorcycle gang.
0: The Hellhounds?
2: Yeah. You heard the it name first it, on Flumbo. Yeah. We,
0: we will take some royalties from that. Oh, absolutely. That'd be awesome. We'll so, take some of your advice money. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so some of this black dog thing. They were actually generally thought to be around churches or cemeteries, even gallows poles and stuff like that. Yeah. They were kind of, or the fairy ones were more of a fairy area, hill mound. I'm sorry, I don't want to upset our folks who uh, would know what I'm talking about there. I don't know know what I'm talking about. But they were kind of geographically located, I guess you could say. And so, interestingly enough, what you said earlier about the Navajo thing. Yeah. said some people see a connection between the mythologies that came here with the settlers from Ireland and Scotland, and the stories of the Native Americans who were wow. already here. That's interesting. So, it said natives told stories of saber-toothed tigers that used to roam the land, though they had been gone for thousands of years. combining the stories of the tigers and settlers' tales of other worldly creatures that scream and carry off the souls of the dead hmm. may have resulted from, you know, this idea of the Kusi or the Kushi and the Kusith, and some Native American tales may have formed together to bring us this idea of the mush. Ozark howler. The mush together yeah wow that's so, interesting Yeah. anyway so that's it man and i'll tell you what i didn't do what is interesting you? enough the oklahoma octopus oh okay yeah <laughs> i saw that one on there. there just wasn't enough you know a lot of the good ones have some kind of besides just being a folklore tale the best ones have at least some really bad eyewitness evidence yeah like a blurry picture even if somebody right. you know it was with
2: funny it. when i was looking through this they for the uh Pope Lick Monster, and for the um, Navajo Skinwalkers, they use the same picture. They're like a <laughs> picture of the Pope Lick Monster, and then later on, I was looking at Navajo Skinwalkers like As a, a, a picture of a Skinwalker. Hey, I was the like, guy, it's the
0: same picture. The guy with the Ozark Howler thing that sent the um, picture into the guy that said he believed in Jesus and that uh, yeah. Ozark Howler. It looked like a scungy little dog with deer horns on it oh yeah and uh, the guy were like man this is photoshopped he like swore on the heavenlies that this was a real picture of the ozark haller. right so anyway but that whole anthropomorphic thing in newer drawings of what people think it might look like it had much more of a human type nose instead of the snout yeah kind of this idea that it's like our projection right of our own internal fears and things like that Onto these mythological Probably. stories, so I think well, anyway, it's funny Keith, when they say I had nothing to gain
2: from this yeah. telling this story. I tell P.T. Barnum that you made yeah. a bunch of money off these kind of fake Just making and making stuff, stuff yeah. up.
0: Absolutely. Like what's the one? It, what's the one oh uh, Oh, a jackalope. Yeah,
2: jackalope. you ever seen one of those
0: in the wild, man?
2: No, I've never seen one in the wild.
0: But... I've seen them hanging on the wall. Yeah, I've seen them on the wall too. Exactly. Different restaurants or something. Well, Keith, that's it that's for cryptids, it. man. Yeah. You got any final words on the cryptids? I don't. All right, man. Well, tell them how they can reach us. At uh, doyouflummadiddle at gmail.com. That's flumadiddle at gmail.com. That's one M, not two, because two is a... Dessert. Highly tasty British dessert that we've never had that we're going to make. One yeah. one we're day. still waiting on somebody to send their grandmother's recipe to us. You can also catch us on Facebook at doyouflummadiddle.com and what else do you com? hey send us your email address to that do you flumadiddle at gmail and we'll uh, we're going to start doing a newsletter, newsletter keep you yeah. informed on the latest flumadiddlins and,
2: and if you're listening to us on facebook please go to your favorite podcast app
0: and hit subscribe to get our latest episode and also leave us a five star rating google Podcasts, apple podcast and the simple one i mentioned last time the podcast app on android real simple alright All right, Keith that's it that's it, it peace out peace out rest in peace all that kind of stuff and more